Okay, let's pray together. Father, thank you. We do come to you this morning. And we are so grateful for your great love. And we're so thankful that we can begin this day in your presence, being grateful for the way you love us, just the way we are, and to receive us in Christ just the way we are. Uh, Thank you for giving us a great day out there today, and thank you that the weather forecasters got it right, we got it right, it's going to be a great day. Cover us and protect us once again, and bless these words that we will share now as we begin our day together here at Camp Life. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. The one thing that we understand from our time together here this week is this, and we heard it the other night. The giants are relentless. Now, what do we mean by that? They don't take any days off. They don't take any days off. You remember how many days it was that Goliath came out in the valley? Thank you. Forty days. Every single day. He came out. And with that one voice, you know what he was able to do? He was able to place fear and terror into the hearts of an entire army, God's people. Now think about it. Every Sunday, maybe another day of the week, Wednesday or Thursday, depending upon what days your church comes together and assembles. But every Sunday, for sure, we gather together and we lift up our voices, we worship God, we hear a message, we're built up in our hearts. It's kind of like our our battle cry, our war cry. We position ourselves for battle every Sunday. We're reminded of who we are. We're reminded of what God has done for us. We even shout down the devil. But for many of us, listen, that's as far as we get. That's it. It stops right there. It's almost like when the service ends on Sunday, the giant steps up and he defies the power of God. It's almost like he kind of mocks us and says, okay, you had your little meeting. You gathered together with all your church people. You sang and praised God. You had your time of worship. But now church is over and you will be my servant again all week long. He defies the power of God to save us, to keep us, and most importantly, to change us. He mocks God and says, oh, they claim to be your people, but look at the way they live. They claim that they worship you with all their hearts, but look at some of the things that their hearts are following. What do we do? I think sometimes we settle for like a dual existence. Sundays, there we are, worshiping God. The other days, we are in the world. We look like the world. We sound like the world. We receive the impressions of the world. And it's almost like, you know, doctors call it schizophrenia, where you're like two people. One person over here 
He loves God. He worships God. He follows God. He reads the Bible. He prays. He draws near. The other person over here, it's like a completely different person. The Bible calls him the double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways in the book of James, the first chapter. One part of us fully believes God, and we're confident that God can change us and change things in our lives for the better. But the other part, guess what the other part does? It accommodates the pet tiger. It takes care of the pet tiger. It says, I'm not so bad over here. Yes, I have some of these issues, but they're not getting out of hand. And the devil says, perfect, that's right where I want you. I want you to think that you're in control of those things. I want you to see them as your own little pet tigers. And you don't realize that someday the pet tiger will become the giant that runs your soul and defies your God and challenges every step you take in his direction. We've all, we've all heard the taunting of our giants, haven't we? Oh, the things that they say to us every day. He, they say, listen, you're too weak. You can't do it. You might as well give up now. Oh, you'll come to camp and you'll be encouraged. You'll be built up. You'll lay down your cell phones and you'll lay down your iPads and you'll step away from playing video games. But I'll get you back in a week. I'll have you right where I want you once again. You'll be under my power. You're too weak. You can't do this. You'll never overcome that habit. It's who you are. History is against you, the giant says. And he also says this. Listen, like Goliath said to Israel, I'm undefeated. Did you know that? He stood before Israel and said, guess what? I've never lost a fight. I've never been taken down. People have tried but they end up taking their lifeless bodies away and burying them. I'm undefeated. Our giant says the same thing to us. I'm undefeated. You can't beat me. You don't have a chance. And then he says, and that problem you have, that fear that you deal with, that trouble in your soul, that problem you wrestle with, that's just part of your life. Get used to it. You're always going to be this way. And then he even goes a step further and says, why don't you face the reality of the fact you don't even want to be different, right? He says that to us. He taunts us day after day after day. So what's the solution? Do we roll up our sleeves? Do we walk out of here at the end of this week and say, that's it. I'm going to be more determined than I've ever been in my life. I'm going to be more faithful than I've ever been. I'm going to be more consistent than I've ever been. No, that is not the answer, friends. The answer is something that we talk about all the time. It's simply called faith. That's the answer. Faith. Let the giants taunt us. Let them say their words on a daily basis. They don't have ultimate power. Jesus has ultimate power. The giants don't get the last word. Jesus gets the last word. And remember this about Jesus. He's always interested in building your faith. And by the way, faith is the only thing that can overcome fear in our lives. That's the antidote for fear. It's faith. It's believing God. Faith says this. I, I am confident in God. I am confident that he is bigger than my giant. Listen, your giant might have been getting the best of you even up to this very day. But you know what your confession should be? Jesus is bigger than my giant. 
and I am confident that he will overcome him. It's just a matter of time. Maybe I don't see it today, but I am believing that God is greater. I am believing that God is bigger. And when we see and hear God, and how does that happen? Friends, it happens through his word. The reason why some of us can sing the lyrics of certain songs and we can sing them without making a mistake, we, can, we know every single word, is because we've been hearing those songs over and over and over again in our souls. We need to do the same thing with God's thoughts. We need to do the same thing with God's promises. We need to do the same thing with God's words. Just let them rehearse over and over again in our souls until we commit them to memory, until that's the thought that is dominating in our hearts and minds. It can work. You know, when David entered into that camp, everybody said, the giant, the giant, the giant. There was no giant in David's mind except God. I think when David saw Goliath, he said, are you talking about the dwarf? Because that's all I see. The only giant I see is God. The only giant in my mind is God. The only giant I'm thinking about is God. Because there is no one bigger, no one greater, no one has more power than my God. David knew that. And when we see, and I mean really in our hearts, through the the eyes of our heart, we see Jesus and we hear what he has to say. Everything in our lives changes. As I look out on this great crowd of people here this morning, I can just look at lives and I can see people who have been changed because they have seen Jesus, because they've heard Jesus for themselves and their lives are completely different than what they were once like. God did that. And some of them were here at camp, sitting in your seats just a few short years ago. It's the power of God. So what does God want us to do? Fill our hearts with the stuff of faith. Now, I'm going to give you a few simple principles, and we're going to close. What is the stuff of faith that we're talking about? Number one, Remind yourself often that God is able. Just keep reminding yourself that he's able. This may take some time. This may take some effort. But I'll tell you something. It will be so worth it. Because the reason why it's going to take some time is because I think the world has kind of, you know, has, has built layers in our lives. Layers of lies that we have listened to. We've we've listened to the giants for so long that now we're starting to believe them more than we believe God. So you've got all these layers of lies that have been established. And that's why it's going to take some time. This process isn't going to happen overnight. It's probably not going to happen while you're here at camp, although it could. I mean, God can deliver in a moment, but sometimes God takes his time, and it's a process. And as it begins to happen, we can look back and say, wow, Yes, he's made a difference in this part of my life. Yes, he's doing something new over here. Yes, he's changing the way I think in this part of my mind. Let him do that. And you know what? Interestingly enough, it all starts with a Just a confession. Something like, God can do it. Somebody recently, they, they texted me and they said, Oh no, uh, it's not going to work. I don't have the money. I won't be able to pay the bills. I don't know what I'm going to do. You could even sense the panic in their text message. It came through the text message. And I just texted back and said, God can do it. And then a few minutes later, they said, you're right. 
That's what I need to be thinking about. That's the way we need to remind ourselves often. God can do it. God is able. God is with me. God is for me. God will never give up on me. God will get me through this, no matter how bad and how bleak and how dark it might be. That's the right confession. He's bigger than anything that the world can throw at you. Never forget that. Just let Jesus speak to your heart and and hear him say this. Because he does, in so many words, he says, I got this. That's what he says. I got this. Because we say, Lord, I can't do this. I can't handle this. He says, I got this. You rest. You trust me. You believe me. I got this. The second thing we can do is this. Psalm 16, verse 8. I set the Lord before my eyes. Just set the Lord before your eyes. The psalmist said, I've set the Lord always before me. And because he is there, I will not be shaken. I will not be moved. I will not be troubled. Why? Because I've set the Lord before me. My first confession is, God is able. My second confession is, I've set the Lord before me. And then, here's the third one. Listen carefully to this. You should name what it is that's keeping you up at night. What do we mean by that? You just talk to God about it. You bring it before Him. Say, Lord, there's trouble in my home. There's trouble in my family. My mom and dad are not getting along. I don't know about the finances in our home. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go back to the Christian school. I don't know if this is going to happen. Listen, you, you don't let these things trouble you. Don't let them be your last waking thought at night and, and your first thought when you wake up in the morning. Bring it to God. Set it before the Lord. You've got to relocate all those things that trouble you and relocate them from your heart, your hands, and put them in the capable hands of God. Peter said it this way, cast all your care upon him because he cares for you. That's what you need to do. Name it. Relocate those problems. Put them in the hands of the only one who can manage them and leave it with him. And then finally this morning, fill your mouth with praise, just like we heard this morning up here in the stage. Fill your mouth with praise. You know, when you see Jesus clearly, you know what happens? Worship just flows from your heart. When you don't see Jesus, there's no worship. And when there's no worship, we don't see the giants fall. It all begins by seeing Jesus, by hearing what he has to say, by gathering together first thing in the morning like we do here at camp and getting a word from God. And the next thing you know, praise begins to fall off our lips. We begin to worship God freely without reservation, without worrying about what somebody else is thinking or doing. We just want to worship God. Because seeing Jesus, you know what it does? It just it causes us to sing. You can't help but see Jesus and not sing in your heart. In your storms, learn to praise Jesus. When the giants shout, learn to praise Jesus. God reminds us in the scripture. He said, you know what I want you to do? I want you to put on the garment of praise instead of the robe of heaviness. Exchange it. Just kind of go shopping with God and say, listen, I'd like to take this garment of heaviness and turn it in for a garment of praise. 
Please take it, Lord, and put praise on my lips. And you know what he will do? He will give you a song in the night. He will get, he will get you through those darkest hours. You know, sing. Listen, I'll close with this. Sing into the face of your uncertainty. Let me say it again. Sing into the face of your uncertainty about a God who loves you and will never change. That's what you need to do. You know, the trouble comes and you say, God, he's able. I can't do this, but he can. I'm believing him. I'm trusting him. I'm looking to him. I'm going to set the Lord before me. And, and the things that trouble me, I'm going to bring them to him. I'm going to relocate my problems, take them from my hands, put them in God's hands, and watch him do his best work. And you know what that's going to lead to? It's going to lead to praise on my lips, a song in my heart. Worship is going to flow, and the giants are going to fall. That's how it works, and it works. Believe me. No, don't believe me. Believe God. Amen? Let's pray together. Father, thank you. It's so good to be together this morning at camp because praise is on our lips. Worship is in our hearts, and we know what that leads to. Yes, the giants will fall. I think you know, anyone here this morning that's thinking, you know what, my giant, too big, too strong. He's been ever-present in my life. I don't see anything changing. Listen, your confession should be simply this. God can do it. Let's say that together. God can do it. Say it again. God can do it. What I can't do and what looks impossible to me is possible with God. Father, thank you, praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.